on this week's episode of Marketing O'Clock. There are three things that must be resolved before the Twitter sale goes through. Extra, extra, Google has news, Google news, news. <laughs> 140, 280, uh, hack it. <laughs> Twitter is opening up the word limit to the new notes rights feature. All on today's show. Welcome, you are listening to Marketing O'Clock. Just stay tuned. Digital marketing news, but let's get specific. Digital ads, SEO, and analytics, social media, and more. Pretty much everything that'll make your website perform. New shows every Friday. We give you the news with sass and puns and definitely high takes. Thank you for tuning in. You know what time it is. It's officially marketing o'clock. Settle in, sit back, keep it locked. Hey there, I'm Greg Finn. I'm Jess Budd. And I'm Nicole Waddington. And it is officially marketing o'clock. Here on Friday, June 24th. All right. How have y'all been? Shep is not with us this week. Nicole is stepping in. Shep is out in Disneyland. We've been hearing about it for weeks. I'm glad she's finally there. Yeah. yeah. I haven't heard too much about it since she's been there, but I think that's a good sign. She's having a good time. What's new in your in, in all your lives? So not much, but I will say yesterday I went to trivia and, you know, I'm not a regular, but I go like maybe twice a month. And my group started out really rough. Last fall, almost last place. Then we bump it up to, you know, sixth place. We're climbing the ladder. Last night I got second place in trivia. And they gave us free beer. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. What did first place get? I have no clue. Maybe what you, more beer. Yeah. What are your strong categories? Um, music. Okay, There's I a song category. Um, like, I don't know, history, political science, geography. I was like, yeah. Those, Smart people stuff. <laughs> <laughs> what would your good categories be? I mean, probably music or like 90s television. I just wait for sports. Mm. If there's no sports, I'm just out. Out. Yeah. It's fun to right. guess, well, though. At least cool. it's multiple it choice. Free beer. Usually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you, Jess? I, Greg, you're a fellow parent, and I've come to you with like, okay, we lost a pet in the family. I got to explain this to my child. Like, hard questions being asked, right, with children. I got two questions yesterday. The first one was, do people, do some people have purple ladders? And I thought, I'm sure it's safe to say yes. So I say yes. And then, you know, we go on with our lives. And then the kid comes at me with, why is my dad not an octopus? I'm like, what are you even thinking about? He's not an octopus because he's a human. But, like, there's no reason why. That's just how he was born. So then he started asking if there are octopus dads. And I said, yes, that's how more octopuses, octopi are made. And it was Nicole's like a whole the thing. expert on the which is it yeah octopuses it's octopuses Mm -hmm. yeah and i just i started like spiraling trying to over explain Mm -hmm. when like the simple answer was because he's a human and then we almost got into reproduction and how you'd have to have and and i'm just like you're two and a half i don't know why your dad's not an octopus maybe he is i it's just Mm -hmm. parenting's hard greg and can i just say something to you jess (laughs) if those are two hard questions for you (laughs) you are in for a trip those might be the two easiest questions i've ever heard why isn't my dad an octopus? Because you're not an octopus. That's why. <laughs> no, but that's not why. It is why. Because he, Chris wouldn't, my husband wouldn't become an octopus just because my son was an octopus. It's the other way around. That's why Jack's not an okay. octopus. Well, it's because his mom he, and dad aren't. So it is hard. Just buckle up. If you think those are hard, you're in for a world of pain. 
And speaking of World of Pain, I took my kids to their friend's house and we were walking and we we're biking down the side sidewalk and everything. And I'm running with them to make sure they're like all fine because they just got these new bikes that are a little bit bigger and they're getting used to them. It happens again. The second time this spring, I'm like, what just hit me? Hit my shoe, hit my arm. I got pooped on by a bird for the second time. I don't know Gosh. what is happening. And all you people out there that are thinking in your heads, oh, it's good luck. It is not good luck. It's terrible luck. I, there's nothing but terrible luck. This is not the year, Greg. It's just the worst. It's terrible. I just got pooped on again on my shoes. And I took my home and I took my shoes and I threw them out in the garbage. I'm like, I can't have these anymore. You threw them out? Yes, I got pooped on twice with those shoes, and there's poop all over them. Oh, same shoes. Same shoes. Mm. They were the needed shoes are the problem. Yeah. Yeah. I bought them cheap. I bought two mm-hmm. pairs, so I just threw them out. Don't wear the other ones. Mm-hmm. But they're new. They're fresh. Yeah, but they're bad luck. Well, it's summer now. Maybe it's just a spring thing. I don't know. I just, I just, I can't. I'm getting pooped on nonstop. It's too much. Life is hard. Life is hard. But something that we are all very thankful for is how many of you folks are trying to make life less hard for many people that really, really need it here in our community. By donating to the Buffalo 514 Survivors Fund, you can get an extra special episode of Marketing O'Clock over at buffalo.marketingoclock.com. There's a PayPal there, uh, Venmo. You can donate whatever you like, as little as a dollar. We'll match that up to $5,000. I haven't checked yet. We're going to probably call this in July, so you have a few more, a month more of this. Um, but we appreciate everybody so much that it, it's going to go directly to the Survivors Fund, and they absolutely need the money. Um, and I'm sure everybody's heard about the horrific incident that has happened here in Buffalo. So thank you so much for everybody, and the episode's very fun. We talk about just shooting the heck and fun stuff, and you hear a lot more about all these other marketers that you might follow on Twitter or here on the show or us talking about. So it was a great time. So thank you to everybody. And big thank you to Zapier. Zapier is an amazing tool and it's just maybe the most needed tool in today's world. You've got so many different apps and programs and systems and all you really want is for them to work together. That's all you want. It's like, oh, you got Twitter that doesn't talk with this and this with it. It's like Zapier is the connector. It's the super connector that you didn't know you need, but once you start using it, you can never stop. You can automate routine tasks. You can do uh, cross promotion with uh, social media, pull it into different um, sections. We used it here with some shirts. Mm-hmm. I set up another thing. We have these new auto applies t-shirts that you can see online. <laughs> and what we did to make our lives easier is when somebody um, d- submitted the form, we made it shoot over to Slack and we made it in a nice printable um, document that we could just print out and, and slap on the front. I made another zap. I made a new one to say if somebody mentions marketing a clock, I'm going to take that username, I'm going to put it right into a spreadsheet along with the message context, and I'm going to use that to be the next shirt. So if you want Ooh, some free t-shirts, good. I've got a zap mm-hmm. set up and it pulls in from Twitter into our database. And from there, we can then grab every everything else from people, but where it's going to give us a full list, I'll assign numbers and we'll give away shirts. I think we got like 20 left. So tag at marketing o'clock on Twitter. Unbeknownst to you, Zapier is going to grab that pull it into the database. We'll assign some numbers if we, and then we'll, we'll give some shirts out. So it's amazing 
product. And if you would like to try, it's for everybody who wants to get started with marketing automation. There's 4,000 integrations, and you can see why Airtable, Dropbox, HubSpot, Zendesk, thousands of other companies use Zapier every day to automate their business. You can too. Zapier.com, Z-A-P-I-E-R.com forward slash clock. And you can fry Zap. You can not fry it. No. It can't no. be fried. You can try <laughs> Zapier for free. Z-A-P-I-E-R.com forward slash clock. Thank you, Zapier. Zapier makes you happier. All right. First up in the news, watch out, YouTube. Twitter is zigging to your zag with what I call a new longs feature. Is it really called that? No. It's called <laughs> notes or writes. Oh. I feel like they were trying to call it write and then somebody... I think TechCrunch broke the news and called it notes. And I think they like changed it to notes or something. It was pretty nice of them. <laughs> pretty funny. But according to TechCrunch, in what could be one of Twitter's more significant changes since doubling the character count from 140 to 280 characters, the company is preparing to launch a new feature that would support the direct publishing of long form content on its platform. And it's called Twitter Notes. You basically can create articles using rich formatting, uploaded media, and then you can tweet it out and share with your followers. And my thought is like, it's like medium? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do we need this? Do we want this? No. No, is, but at least it's, they're doing something new. That's, that's the one thing I like about Twitter is you need to get to your point quick. Yeah. Like you, yeah. ha you have to get there quick. And then, yeah, you can make thre threads or whatever. We could just forget about those um but anyway TechCrunch broke that news and twitter confirmed it saying that it is uh, um merging it in newsletter subscriptions are being merged into what's called at twitter right w-r-i-t-e a brand that it's using to encompass its long-form writing efforts including notes and newsletters so again you have to follow it and the branding says twitter right but it's they're calling it notes. So it's notes slash write, whatever you want it to be. Any answer is right. And <laughs> they say, a small group of writers are helping us test notes. They can be read <laughs> on and off Twitter by people in most countries. I've got a couple examples here. Why don't you both click on mm. that first example there, and we can take a look, a live look at what a note looks like. <clears throat> this says, save the galaxy, eat up. Porg. Huh. Hello, hi. Do you have a moment to talk about porgs? And you can see there's a... I don't even know what this thing is. A porg. A porg. <laughs> and a puffin. And then you can read about it. And you can save the galaxy and eat a porg. What do you think? Your thoughts? Twitter notes. Good? Bad? I'm not reading this. But I wouldn't read this if it was an article on like a blog mm -hmm. either. So Yeah. If it came up like in my feed or something and I expanded to click into it and I wouldn't read it. But the format does remind me a lot of like email newsletters. And so I feel like maybe some creators might use this for that. I don't know. It just, it's a lot. It, I wonder what it looks like on mobile because we're looking at it on our computers now, but it's mm -hmm. just like there's three columns on Twitter, right? And this whole mm -hmm. middle thing it, it is just a, I don't know. It's just, it looks like too much. It's just overwhelming, so I'm not going to read it, regardless of the content. I don't, I don't, it doesn't make, I don't think it makes sense. I feel like if you have a lot to say, there's other places to say mm -hmm. it. People are already getting out of control with threads. 
in making retweet. Yeah. 100%. Let's not do this. I Let's mean, this could be the, the undoing of the threat emoji. Mm. It's the only thing it's ever been used for. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I've got a note for you. We don't want it and we don't need it. <sighs> Get it back. You know what you should do? Go the opposite direction. Go back to 140 characters. I agree. Bring mm-hmm. fleets back while you're at it. <laughs> and then you can do this like right before Elon buys it. Like, what is he mm. thinking? He's bought the thing and then you're releasing notes where you're untwittering Twitter. That is the entire beauty of it is you have to get to where you're going fast. And if not, you have to do notes or you have to do threads or notes, whatever. It's just another thing he's going to whine about. What do you got in your news, Jess? Well, I don't know if he's going to buy the thing, Greg, because according (laughs) to CNBC, there are three issues that need to be resolved before his Twitter buyout can go ahead. And I don't think anyone is going to be surprised by this list, but I will break it down. Everyone that has been listening, and even if you haven't, you know it's not been smooth sailing. But what are these three things specifically? Fake accounts. We've discussed it before. Twitter says the number of false accounts or spam accounts is less than 5% of its monetizable daily active users. Mr. Musk says that's doubtful and probably not most people's experience when using Twitter. They're still awaiting a resolution on that. Who knows? But he's calling it a significant factor in whether or not this goes through. Number two, according to CNBC, is debt financing. And I'm just going to read this word for word. Musk in May committed to paying $33.5 billion in cash for the company. He has also received $7.1 billion in equity financing commitments from investors. Then he says that the remainder of the funding will come from come in the form of bank loans, but how exactly this will play out remains uncertain. Despite being the world's richest person, much of Musk's wealth is tied up in Tesla stock. So I guess we don't know if that's going to shake out. And then number three is shareholder approval. So investors are expected to vote on the deal in late July or early August. I didn't know, A, that we were waiting on that, or B, that it would be so long. That's a lot of things still up in the air. It's a long time before that vote. I don't know what he's going to do in the meantime. Maybe develop a perfume? I think it already exists. <laughs> Tesla cologne. Oh, I was thinking Elon oh, really? Musk. Yeah. Oh, that's I, good. I, that's, I, an I untapped, that. that's an untapped product. He could but wait, there's really a Tesla perfume? According to my roommate, yeah. Well, it doesn't smell like gasoline. We know that. If it did, I'd buy it. Same. <laughs> Love you. Well, I, I think another thing is Tesla was over... $1,100 stock price in April, and now it's down to 700 bucks essentially. So all that wealth that he had dropped substantially. Mm-hmm. Also, I'd imagine can't be super pumped if you're taking out bank loans and the rates jumped, mm-hmm. uh, you know, almost a full percent. Like, that's not great either. I just don't think it's going to happen. I just don't. I don't think it's going to happen. I can't imagine you being the richest person in the world leveraging everything you have to buy Twitter to get into notes. <laughs> like, uh. you know? Boy, when you paint it like that, it's like, does he even want it? I don't know. I don't think so. We'll see. Slow news week this week, guys. Those are the main stories. <laughs> <laughs> now it's time for this week's Take of the Week. This is a hashtag fire digital marketing take with extra spice served up for you. We simply deliver the take for your consumption. We give no opinions. We don't influence. You make the call. This week's take of the week may be the first ever take that stemmed from a tweet that was the take of the week last week. This, This thread just will not stop from Colin Slattery. And in case you weren't here 
last week, Mike Ryan was talking about a, a PMAX presentation at Friends of Search 2022 that said that uh, Performance Max will not cannibalize your brand search terms. Everybody in the world, minus this fella from Google that maybe doesn't know what PMAX is, that was up on stage talking about PMAX, says that it won't cannibalize brand terms. So if you remember last week, everybody said, <laughs> oh, it absolutely does, and gave all the came everybody came with receipts. And one of those was Colin Slattery. He said, so why does volume from branded campaigns drop when Performance Max launches? And there was a slew of responses from that. One of the best was from Menachem Ani, who you can see over on SMX Advance if you haven't signed up. I think you can until the end of July. It's free. And you can hear me doing a Q&A with him. But Menachem said, my guess is that it does not take over brand exact, but will supersede all variants like brand plus review, brand plus coupon, etc., which is a very smart take, right? Like if, if you sell cups and you are negating your brand Acme, you're not going to negate Acme cups and Performance Max is going to come steal that. That's how it works. So Ginny from her ad ads liaison account, the Google ads liaison, said bumping this up here, if you have identical keyword in your search campaign, Search will always be prioritized over performance max as long as the keyword is eligible to serve. Campaign isn't limited by budget, targeting aligns, etc. So she's qualifying that. To which Colin Slattery says, what does identical mean? Are we talking old school exact match where any variation no longer matches? I would need both exact match Nike sneaker and exact match Nike sneakers or I'm not getting the plural. This is how this is how broken Google Ads is. It's how it's this is unbelievable. This is me talking to. <laughs> Imagine trying to train people on this. Mm. It is You're doing it right now. <laughs> I'm, it's impossible. So Colin asked, what does identical mean? Right? Because mm -hmm. identical literally is a thing. Indeed. Some people say it's exactly something. I don't use the word exact with identical anymore in my life because Google Ads has exact match, and then within exact match, there's identical matching to an exact match term that's not a close variance. Do you have any idea what identical match what an identical match is? Honestly, honestly. I mean, if I had to guess, I would say it's only the exact thing. Mm -hmm. Well, identical thing. I can't even. I can't. Correct. I can't. Okay. Yeah. So you're incorrect. Of course I am. Identical means, and this comes from Ginny. This is this is the take of the week, okay? This take is. of the week. I'm giving it to Ginny. Ads liaison. You win a shirt. It's a lies <laughs> shirt. It's about Google Ads and lies. <laughs> That's funny. Happy she can't wear that to work. No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe don't turn the video on on that call. So Ginny says, identical means the keyword is the exact same or spell corrected. <laughs> When there is not an exact match to the user query, query, prioritization is based on ad rank to determine which campaign is predicted to deliver the most relevant ad and best ROI. Let me reset this. <laughs> With Google Ads, you can choose keyword matching types. You have broad match. You can match anything. Phrase match, which kind of needs that phrase in there, but it has some other stuff. 
and you have exact match. But exact match uses close variance and then three different intent metrics that can be much more than exactly what's in that term. But if you have a keyword that is exact match, which means it can match on all these four other variables, essentially, close variance, and then the intent, and, and misspellings. If you have a term in there that is identical, where identical means it is exactly matching the query or a misspelling of the query, then Performance Max won't take it. And if it's anything else outside of that, Performance Max can take that traffic. This is the world that we're living in. This is the, we are, we have to be in a simulation. This isn't real. I'm not gonna wake up from this nightmare at some point and be like, that was the strangest dream ever. <laughs> like, I'm gonna be nightmare. Like, I'm gonna wake up and be like, oh, there was this world, there was exact match terms, <laughs> and there's identical match in there, and identical match, mean you exactly match, it, or. So fraternal twins are identical twins? Because it's just a misspelling of your sibling? Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, so I was, I was gonna give, Ginny has to win with this. <laughs> exact match, identical match is exact matching. Or <laughs> I love that how funny you think this is. This is people's money. Imagine trying to learn Google Ads. Imagine it. The machine can't even and, learn Google Ads. And I was going to give it to Lawrence Chassis for the take of the week because he says to Ginny's response, so does this go against Google's recommendation of removing redundant keywords and brand? We do need to have more terms to protect brand from being utilized in performance max campaigns unless I'm reading this wrong. No, Lawrence, you're reading it right. Ginny is saying you need to put every single iteration of your branded terms into your brand campaigns now because if it's not identically matching, which is an exact match or a misspelling, Performance Max is going to come in and eat it up. Does this make sense to people? I'm understanding what you're saying, but it doesn't make sense. <laughs> and, and, and to which Colin Slattery followed up to, to Lawrence <laughs> and said, I agree, it will go against everything Google has been pushing for eight plus years, but it would also be the benefit of PMAX, so it's hard to say. And that's what Google's whole point is, we're making it simpler for you until PMAX. Then we make everything difficult. Everything's difficult. We were simple, now we're difficult. But it's, it's under this guise of simple, but the simple is really taking your brand stuff and making it look better. That was a visual yeah. chart that you just yeah. created. I hope everyone's watching mm -hmm. the video. That's so, good. Congrats, Ginny. <laughs> I hope they found Congrats advertisers. Yeah. So you can get out of there. Now it's time for this week's ICYMI. ICYMI people, this is something you just might not have seen. Maybe something that you overlooked, but you shouldn't have. And ICYMI from our friend at The Marketing Anu on Twitter. She will be speaking at the PPC Live UK inaugural event on July 28th. Um, and talking on the age of automation. So if you are in the UK and are interested in attending, it's only eight pounds. So we'll have the link to buy tickets in our show notes and go see her there. And I believe she set that up. That's crazy cheap for an in-person show. Mm -hmm. If you're in London, don't miss it. Now it's time for this week's pew, pew, lightning round. At this point in the show, we split up our content into three parts. Paid, organic, and social.
All right, first up in paid news, Andrew Hutchinson on social media today reports that Meta has implemented new changes to its housing, employment, and credit ads as a result of a recent settlement that happened in the U.S. Um, with the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development. So they have this new variance reduction system that will use machine learning to ensure that demographics such as age and gender, estimated race or ethnicity, of housing ads overall audience matches the demographic um, and ethnicity of the population that is eligible to see this ad. So this is really in an effort to eliminate the ability to target specific groups of people and addresses the feedback um, Facebook is, or Meta has gotten <laughs> from civil rights groups, policymakers, and regulators, and is supposed to reduce discrimination in housing, employment, and credit. You know what I just realized? You've got this written out here. Mm -hmm. The Department of Housing and Urban Development, the mm -hmm. acronym is usually HUD. Mm -hmm. Like I work for HUD or HUD said to do this. Yeah. It should be Department of Housing and Urban Development. It really should be DUD. Yeah. HUD. But they're probably like, oh, that's a bad one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but you work at the Department of Housing and Urban mm -hmm. Development. You work for DUD. You work for DHUD. That's cool. DHUD, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And next up in paid, we have a tweet from at Dario Zanoni writing, I knew that bid adjustments for remarketing ad audiences in smart bid campaigns have no effect on the bid itself. I did not know that adjustments are used to prioritize the segment to which the impression or click is attributed in reporting. So he has this screenshot here from um, a support, a Google support page and highlighted that Bid adjustments work differently when you've applied a conversion-based automated bid strategy and the campaign or ad group contains multiple segments with overlapping users. Rather than adjusting your bids, your bid adjustments will instead prioritize the audience segment to which an impression, click, etc. will be attributed. I feel like I'm in school again. I know. I just Can we stop calling them bid adjustments then? They don't adjust the bid ever. Right. One out of the 10 times they adjust your bid. Honestly, how can you understand Google Ads if yeah. you don't do this every day mm -hmm. of your life? Yeah. And have a You do this every it. day of your life. Yeah, but yeah. it's and my you, job. I know. It's literally my <laughs> job to do this and report. And I look at this and say, what are what? we doing? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I didn't know this. And I was kind of confused the first time I read through it and was looking through the thread. And um, Dario says to... Um, a reply to his tweet, I think it means <laughs> that when a user who is in multiple remarketing lists clicks on an ad, that the click will be given to the list with the highest modifier. Because we have a rule for which list the click is, ass is assigned to, the modifier can be used to help identify good or bad valuable lists. So, Thank you, Dario. Okay. Yeah. Dario, Thanks for interpreting call, Google ads. <laughs> And Meta has announced that cross-account reports are now available in ads reporting. So this will allow you to get a holistic view into what is working best across accounts and optimize. Why are they in multiple accounts if you care about them together? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Nicole. <laughs> it's not your fault. <laughs> Just hate all your news. <laughs> <sighs> And moving on to more Google news, Joe at 
the Joe Schmo on Twitter, I love that, noticed a new local services ad review requirement for personal injury lawyers. So on June 30th of this year, personal injury lawyer businesses will need at least five customer reviews on Google for their ad to appear on Google search. In related news, <laughs> Fiverr is now offering more free personal injury reviews for just $5. Is that true? No, I just made it. I'm up. sure you could find someone <laughs> who. I mean, yeah. Right? I'm just like, did that really? You. Just yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, they're just gonna. I mean, you're a personal injury lawyer. You're gonna you're gonna figure out how to get five reviews. Yeah. Have, I hope they have five yeah. friends. They they at least have five friends. Yeah, you gotta hurt mm-hmm. them first. <laughs> personal injury. <laughs> And then we have another tweet from Dario Zanoni on Twitter who noticed a new script templates feature in Google Ads. So it looks like some of the options are link checker, account anomaly detection, account summary, ad performance, flexible budget, and common negative list. So this looks like a new feature and it's not yet in some of people's accounts um, as they were talking in the Twitter thread. But this seems really cool and... um, I'll be looking for it in my accounts. Yeah. And then finally, in paid news, Meta is rolling out new monetization tools on Facebook and Instagram that will give creators more ways to make money. So this includes a designated place on Instagram where creators can get discovered and paid for their content. And once a brand finds a creator they want to partner with, they can send a project with the details to them and including information about payments and delivery deliverables. And this just sounds a lot like what we reported earlier this month with TikTok's creator marketplace. So once again, platforms copying other platforms. Um, and then this also includes launching um, interoperable subscriptions to let creators give their paying subscribers on other platforms access to subscriber-only Facebook groups expansion of invite-only Facebook Reels play bonus program (laughs) and Facebook stars, which I didn't know what that was. I looked it up. It's you can give virtual items um, and pay for them to be given to their creators. I don't know. I love virtual items. Virtual items. (laughs) NFTs. It's my favorite thing. (laughs) Remember NFTs? That was fun. (laughs) Not fun. What what could the T stand for? Not fun. No, I know, but I was yeah. doing an NFT. Not I just fun. couldn't think of anything for the T. <laughs> Not fun, Thomas. Yeah, call me. <laughs> I'm hilarious. What's the NFT? I just—they're not fun. Thomas. Thomas, Thomas is the T. I had yeah. nothing. It's. Don't make me explain it again. It wasn't <laughs> no. funny the first time. <laughs> I, I still don't get it. Who's Thomas? He's—it's just, just a random one of our loyal listeners. <laughs> Thomas doesn't own NFTs. He can have all. You talking about Thomas Smith? My nephew Thomas. He's (laughs) listening for sure. (laughs) Hope you did well on finals, kid. (laughs) Do you mean Tom? Get out of here! (laughs) Yes, from my top eight on MySpace. Remember MySpace? Do you remember MySpace? Well, you're young. You were not. I remember MySpace. MySpace. She remembers MySpace. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Barely, barely. Well, anyway, that was a mouthful. (laughs) Meta has new monetization tools that nobody cares about. 
<laughs> All right, and heading over to the organic section here from Barry Schwartz over at searchenginroundtable.com has a news story that Google may be turning on messaging automatically for some businesses. And there's an email that went out that says you can now easily reply to customer messages. And then you say, it says, congrats, a message <laughs> button has been added to your business profile on Google and has a call to action to check your messages. Don't congratulate me. I didn't ask for this. I don't want the messages. This is, congrats. Here's a message. <laughs> Do you now have to log into your oh. maps. I gotta go into my maps. Yeah, it'd be nice if it was easy to find this. If they had an app that we could use. They just <clears throat> got rid of that, Jess. I know they did. That was a joke. Terrible. Congratulations, though. <laughs> Congratulations, Tom. Okay. <laughs> I think I think Barry said it best in his article. He said, now, sure, it's great. Google Business Profiles has messaging. It had this feature for years and years. But to automatically turn it on for businesses and email them asking them to check their messages, that seems like a bad idea. <laughs> That's a bad idea. Like, perfectly put, Barry. Another thing, we had messages turned on. We get so much spam. I need to turn it off. I need to figure out how to go into freaking Google Maps and turn off Cypress North messaging. We get so much spam messages now, and it's all these people who are like, oh, I want a website. This is, if you own an agency, you've gotten this. It's like, oh, I would like a website that's similar to this. And then they send you this, and then I send it to Jill, and Jill talks to him. It's like, Jill's like, who did you just send me to? People are fake people. They won't get on the phone. They won't do anything. If you don't respond to them, then you look like you're a bad business owner. And it's like, I'm not a bad business owner. I'm doing business for the people that are real out there. Congrats. (laughs) Thanks. All right. Keeping it over with Search Engine Roundtable and the wonderful Barry Schwartz, who also has a faster-paced news show every Friday. He's got an article called Google Tests Bolding Domains in Search Results Again. And the example is super weird. It looks like somebody is searching for Thor Love and Thunder. Like, who knew that that's a thing? But, I mean, are you are you all Marvel people? No. Um, and so if you search for Love and Thunder, I guess it's coming out soon, July. <laughs> it is a thing. You should watch the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> That's alluding to what's coming next. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, but the the domain is actually bolded. So in one example, it's wikipedia.org that's bolded. In another, it's thedirect.com that's bolded. I don't understand this. It doesn't make any sense to me. Why would you do this? It's kind of stupid because the one, the one result, what's bolded is fandom.com. Mm-hmm. But the URL is Marvel Cinematic, Cinematic Universe. Universe.fandom.com. And this is a Marvel search. So you'd think bold something that's important doesn't make any sense as to why you would yeah. do this. It's it's idiotic. Don't do this, Google. Okay, something that's not is the new look for Google News that was launched on desktop and was inspired, according to Google, by feedback they received from readers. They made it easier for you to catch up on more important news by bringing top stories, local news, and personalized pics to the top of the page. Um, and if you look at the example, it's nice. It actually reminds me a lot of Discover, just the way they kind of break it out and it seems very swipeable. They also said that you can customize your topics much like Discover. So again, it seems like we're gearing towards a much more personalized news experience 
which I'm all for, except they, they give me the weirdest things. I'll do it right now and just and, and I'll tell you what um I'll tell you what what it's telling me. Tom Hanks yells at fans and Tom. says I'm not inter- thinks I'm interested in Tom Hanks. Why so, was he I'm yelling not. at fans? Everyone's interested in Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. Why was he yelling at fans? I oh, like I think um his tr- wife hit, yeah. trample Rita. Yeah. Re- Rita. Mm-hmm. But anyway, like <laughs> I think this is kind of cool. It's also kind of cool to be able to go to the news section and get the news. Right? Like that's that's kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Um but I I dig it whatever. Okay. Over on search engine roundtable. Oh hey, Z index equals 10,000. Google is now saying that content not visible on page is no longer less important. This comes from Barry Schwartz. You could have said this a different way without two negatives in here. Love you, Barry. But according to a recent Search Off the Record podcast, oh, that thing's still going. Uh, that was maybe my worst call ever. Yeah, we thought it'd be over fast. I didn't think they were going to make it to a dozen episodes. Mm-hmm. And obviously, they're way on for that. Um, Gary. Congrats. <laughs> congrats. Gary from Google said that Google no longer assigns less importance to content or items that are not visible on the page, which is, I understand you have to say that. People are going to take this out of context, and I'm sure there's nuance that Gary has that nobody else has, but it seemed like an interesting part. I didn't listen to the podcast. It's not really, listening to those Google guys isn't really my thing, but I appreciate the fact that they do it every week. So Martin split, according to Barry said, at the 2137 mark in the podcast. Isn't it a matter of, are we looking at the render tree? And basically, think if something isn't visible on the page, is it a little less important than things that are visible on the page? To which Gary responded, we don't do that anymore. In which Martin said, oh, so you don't do that anymore? And Gary replied, we used to, we don't. And Martin reacted, oh, that's fascinating. I did not know that. So if you are <laughs> an SEO head, you would love this podcast, it seems like. <laughs> but just listen to what they're saying. Don't just Z-index off the page or use white font on white background. I'm doing that everywhere. <laughs> just don't do that. All right, from Brian Frieselben at type underscore SEO on Twitter. He says, seen on mobile, top product category under dollar average. And Google seems to be pulling this based on their understanding of an average price across a certain product category. Interesting to watch Google react to customer price sensitivity in their search results. The example he had, he was looking for furniture, appears like, which is a weird thing to search. It's so Mm -hmm. general. What do you like, Mm -hmm. furniture? (laughs) I need need some new everything. Let's search for furniture. No, aren't you looking for like a dining room set, mm-hmm. bedroom set. You're just looking for furniture? They just anyway, moved in. They got nothing. Brian just moved into his house. He's got <laughs> nothing. It's just him. Tom might be there. Who knows? And uh, in the results, it says top furniture under $230. It seems like the algorithm figured out that you can suggest coordinating items because in the picture, it looks like you could make this a set. Yeah. It is. Mm-hmm. This is a, a lovely home. Yeah. yeah. I just don't understand <laughs> personally what the heck the $218 thing is and then why the two end tables are $25. If this was prices right, I would have been out long ago. Mm-hmm. I what, think that's a kitchen cabinet unit. That's furniture? 
A cabinet's furniture? You, you need to furnish the whole house. Storage. Oh, it's kitchen mm. furniture. <laughs> is that a set of two for twenty five forty six, or is that each? I don't know, but if that's two, table. I'm going, that's the buy. It's a great price. Forget yeah. everything else. Just yeah. put that one furniture in there. <laughs> <All right. laughs> two, two furniture. <laughs> two furniture for the price of one. <laughs> price of 25 bucks. All right. eBay has announced, thank, you know what? Thank goodness Shop isn't here because she would be just absolutely livid about this. Ooh. eBay announced that it's launching eBay Live. <gasps> a dedicated shopping platform that gives users a way to purchase products in a live and interactive environment. The new experience is rolling out in beta this month, and the company's first live shopping event will offer a curated selection of rare trading cards from eBay seller Bleaker Trading. You think they're going to try and get the Quagger Factory? (laughs) I think they might. Bleaker (laughs) Trading? I mean, it sounds similar. Bleaker? Quagger? Ends in an R? (laughs) So... Anyway, if you're trying to sell stuff, eBay Live might be something up for you, but it seems like it's kind of trading cards right now. And that's it in Organic Bud. What's happening in social? All right. First up in social this week, Tales from Social Media Reddit continue. This this was posted by Lost in Motion 1. That's the username. It says, so now we can't post regular videos, only reels? But why? I still enjoyed posting regular videos. This should still be an option, just like posting regular photos. But now it's gone for some of the pages that I managed. It's a run-on sentence, but I appreciate the sentiment. And this user shared a screenshot where it says, video posts are now shared as reels. Talk about how you can enhance your video and all these other great things. And all you can do is hit OK. (laughs) So you don't have any options here. And based on the replies, it doesn't appear to be affecting everyone, I would say, yet. With that... Um, for those that it is, they're not happy about it, right? There's a lot of chat about they're making square videos just for the platform. They don't want them to be reels. Now they're getting cropped. Somebody said that they ran into this on a video they posted that was filmed in landscape. So that it was turned into a reel and their 4k video from their Panasonic G9 is now a crappy looking 240p video. It has nice sound, but it has didn't it says didn't go off like my other posts thanks to the quality thanks to the quality so I feel like the reach is limited even though reels supposedly have more reach a lot of garbage the best commentary here though um, Vince homemade said I'm reading this verbatim inst copies tick tick but without the functionality and then Leroy M just says or enjoyment <laughs> I enjoyed that but I don't enjoy this what 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 is wrong with there used to be IGTV mm-hmm. you idiots. You made IGTV to compete with YouTube and Facebook Watch. How'd that go? you took it poorly. I know. And honestly, user lost in motion. What a username for this for this story. I know. Mm-hmm. It's good. I, I just don't like you can't fast forward these things. None of it makes any sense. I was trying sense. to show you something today. I, I know. I was trying to get to, I'm like, I can't, I can't click on the reel because mm-hmm. it's, it's, I'm not going to be able to get to where I want to go. And what did you mm-hmm. say to me? I had to go really far back in time to get to a regular picture? Yes. And I did. I went to like. I know you did, but what you shouldn't have to do that work. People should be like, and this was a tattoo artist. Like things are visual, but still. Everybody's. Don't just force people into So video. stupid. It's, it's made a Facebook and now they're doing the best they can to up. Instagram. Hmm. Can I say f- too? Sure. F- f- <laughs> um, <laughs> Facebook group sets are a thing. You can now create a custom newsfeed of posts just from groups that you have joined and not just all your groups, but specific sets of groups. 
Oh, if you're I'm in a lot of groups, that seems cool. Yeah, I'm yeah. excited about this. I'm Do you use Facebook? <laughs> yeah, I she lurk. remembers MySpace, Greg. I lurk, but I like I like joining different groups. You know, like really? so this with really? this what groups? like Trader, so... new Trader Joe's product. Okay. Shep, is that you? <laughs> <laughs> Buy and sell nothing Buffalo Facebook group. Okay, I can see that. Um, houses for rent. I love to see, I love looking at houses, even though I'm not in the market, you know? Just group all my favorite things together, and I won't even have to look at what some old high school co- person, I don't know. Like, I don't want that. I want my group, so I can just go right here. Okay. Yeah. I don't That's use the, it, so yeah. I, I appreciate that take. That's the only reason I use Facebook, not for their videos or what, watch or whatever, just groups. Well, that's already mm-hmm. gone, so yeah. you're welcome. It's just reels. Now they have reels. Do you know that? No, I didn't. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. <clears throat> All right, this just in. Telegram became one of the top five downloaded apps worldwide in 2022 and now has over 700 million monthly active users. I had not even heard of this thing. Really? Telegram? Really? I haven't it either. looks super cute and fun. There's rubber duckies everywhere and like the animations are, I don't know, it's colorful. It's a lot, but I like that they have their own vibe and whatsapp like suck it thank you for coming for them (laughs) um (laughs) so good for telegram also i believe that they said that they don't pay to promote their app at all it's all just like users referring each other and i think that's wonderful that they've grown so much but that's not the news with this milestone the platform announced that it's launching a premium telegram premium a subscription that offers access to exclusive additional features like four gigabyte uploads faster downloads voice to text unique stickers and reactions chat management animated profile pics which i actually think is kind of cool um doubled limits on quote almost everything in the app which is awesome and a whole lot more so if you use it i know it's free but you might want to consider telegram premium and it sounds like it'll keep it free for everybody else if you support that so i support them this is really cute all right there's a new way to repost content on linkedin you can now essentially just repost something without commentary and it'll just go out there which is nice you don't have to write a post about it if you just want to share something that you think is cool love to see it And I'm going to repost this. This is from Reuters. Meta. Did I say it right? Not Meta. Meta, Microsoft, and other tech giants racing to build the emerging metaverse concept have formed a group to foster development of industry standards that would make companies nascent digital worlds compatible with each other. Participants in the Metaverse Standards Forum include many of the biggest companies working in this space, from chip makers to gaming companies, as well as established standards-setting bodies like the World Wide Web Consortium, W3C. The group said in a statement announcing its creation on Tuesday. Guess who's missing from this group? I'll give you a hint. It's a fruit company. Google. <laughs> Google's not a fruit. <laughs> it's a Tom Hanks joke. I knew you were going to bring him up. When he invests in some fruit company? Apple. Bubba Gump. Get out of here. Apple. (laughs) Apple is not a part of this. So writing's on the wall for something. And it feels like every week there is a new e-commerce and social platform announcement. Here's the one for this week. Twitter has announced a new partnership with Shopify. They're launching a sales channel app that will be made available to all Shopify US merchants through the App Store. And said merchants can then connect their Twitter account to their Shopify admin for use with Twitter's shopping manager and some other free business tools. Love to see Shout out to listener Joe for the tip. Appreciate it. Thank you, Joe. All right, and LinkedIn is (laughs) rolling out the funny reaction. 
Matt Navarra shared a screenshot of this. And I, I don't know who the user is. LinkedIn shared it. So it's probably fake. But it says what my coworkers see. And it's like a video chat where it's just your headshot and the microphone, whether you're muted or not. And then what my laptop sees. And it's just a super drowsy guy drinking his coffee and or whiskey. Depends on the time of day. And you're supposed to laugh at that and think it's funny. I don't think it's funny because I don't feel like I can ever turn my camera off. Yeah, same. Right? I know mm-hmm. we're in the customer service business, yeah. so we want our clients to see our faces, but then they show up and don't show theirs. But I have mine on. I'm not going to turn it off. No. Yeah. You really have to feel out the room. Yeah. I just want to know when the last time you saw something funny on LinkedIn was. <clears throat> like, when did you see something, like, funny? Did, never. Never. <laughs> This isn't funny. Mm -hmm. It's not funny. Relatable, perhaps, but not funny. I I would use the hmm thinking emoji like, so what's in your glass? You're working from home. (sighs) Anyway, next up from TechCrunch. Meta is cracking down on irrelevant and fake reviews on Facebook. They're trying to make sure that they're based on real purchasing experiences, which I love to see. But speaking of real purchasing experiences, Meta is also launching a digital clothing store where you can purchase outfits for your avatar. Love those intangible items, Tom. All right, from Alessandro Paluzzi at Alex193A on Twitter. Alessandro says that Snapchat is working on a subscription plan called Snapchat Plus. Cease and desist, I'm sure, coming from Disney. Snapchat Plus gives you access to exclusive experimental and pre-release features, such as the ability to pin a friend as your number one BFF. I don't know if that's public or not, but I could see some controversy there. Um, getting access to exclusive icons, displaying a badge on your profile that you're a plus member. See your orbit with BFF. I don't know what that means. I don't use Snapchat. Do you know what that means? No. Okay. Thank God I'm not alone. Um, you can see your friend's whereabouts in the last 24 hours. If you're friends, you could just ask them where they're going. See how many friends have rewatched your story. I don't know. He, if you use Snap, you might want to check out the thread. Um, he's got some screenshots of what things look like and more details on that stuff. I I don't use the thing for free, so I don't know if I'd pay for these, but power users might. I think I know. <laughs> I would not. Finally, here in social, Instagram is testing a full screen design that looks a lot like TikTok. I don't know who needs to hear this. I'm having deja vu, but I might need to hear it, so... I don't know. It, people don't like it. They think it's ugly in the initial test. So that's at least new or not. Instagram is just going to the dogs. And so is social. We're done. All right. And this week's WTH comes from abc.net.au down under. And apparently scammers are using Google ads to get money from unsuspecting folks out there so that's the newest Hmm. scam is just use google ads because they're so worried about little minor violations here or there that they're not worried about the major ones and in the example there was a poor woman that googled the bank she was looking for bendigo bank it seems like and clicked on the first link that came up which is a google ad for the bank oh because they allow you to bid on competitors and you have to bid on your own brand So you spend more money. Interesting. Anyway, she keyed in her login details, including a two-factor authentication PIN, and then $30,000 was taken from her account. If you look at the ad that was clicked on, and if you just scroll down, you can see it. And if you're on YouTube right now or Spotify, you can see the example. It's banking.bendigohank.com that shows up. (sighs) Ah. 
There's a lock symbol there in Chrome, which means it's secure. And unfortunately, so apparently Google isn't that worried on the your money, your life metrics when it comes mm. to PPC, but is surely going to block those inappropriate messages of somebody washing a car with an with skin showing on their arm, on their bare arm. This is like, I'm one of those people that will check the URL when mm-hmm. I land somewhere, but H is so close to B, they might have got me to, to mm-hmm. be honest. They use the same logo, and this is something where <sighs> you can't use the same people and same automation for, this, like literally, for your money, your life stuff on ads. I get it, you should have more regulation, than somebody selling a soccer ball. It should just sure. be the case. But it's Google, and there's no chance that's ever going to happen. So just double check when you put your money, when you put your credentials in trying to get your money, or somebody else might have it. So sad. And that brings us to our real-life segment, straight out of our accounts and into your ear holes. It's time for Working Hard or Hardly Working, where we talk about what's going on in our IRL work. Good, bad, or otherwise. And this week's working hard or hardly working, for me, slack. So <laughs> don't, don't get me started. I feel like, well, I've I've been in and out of the office in the past like three weeks, but we've also, you know, we're coming up on summer. We have some holidays mixed in there. And, you know, I try not to check my phone when I'm out, but sometimes like somebody will tag me or I was looking out for something and I just check the channel. And you know, I read what I need to read and then I close my phone, but it marks it as unread. So there's all these threads that weren't unread and, you know, my day back, I catch up, I try to click into every channel and every single thread, but you miss stuff and I miss stuff. So I'd really appreciate like a quick, like mark everything up to this date unread. Ooh, Ooh I like that. That's a nice feature. Mm-hmm. I hope they're listening. Yeah. What about you, Greg? So for me, I was making some, I was unfortunately making some Performance Max groups with a feed. So I was essentially creating asset groups. And within those asset groups, I segmented by product. So I had very specific categories in in an asset group. And then I wanted to test one asset group against another asset group by just doing a different audience signal was my goal to see if one audience signal could potentially perform better than another audience signal. So I took the asset group and I cloned it with all the creative and all the product categories, hopefully making it over. When you clone an asset group in a Performance Max campaign, the product segmentation does not clone with it. So I ended up showing everything. It was a disaster. I messed a whole bunch of stuff up because I cloned an asset group that had product segmentation the product segmentation and asset group and performance max doesn't clone along with it. It's so ridiculous. It's such a terrible product. Don't use it. How about that? Mm. Mike Ryan, I know you're listening right now. I know you love performance max. We need to have a showdown. I'm done with this thing. I'm done with it. For me, I actually have a working hard. So I've talked previously about how meetings can get in the way of getting work done. I am here to say that the reverse is also true. 
you can have things on your to-do list and you'll do like the minimum just to check it off for like regular maintenance things. But if you put time in your calendar to meet with somebody, say somebody on your team to talk through an issue, it's in the calendar. The other person's there. You're accountable to show up and dedicate that time to sit there and really think through something. And then you're also marked as busy so you can't be interrupted in your task. So we've been doing that a lot more internally here, um, particularly the three of us. And it's been working really well and we've surfaced a lot of things that you'd catch eventually, but not in you know as quickly as we have with some of these things. So put a meeting on your calendar, even if it's internal, and just make the time to talk about stuff. You will get stuff done, I promise. And now for this week's Cool Tool. As a reminder, our Cool Tool segment is not an official endorsement or paid mention. We're simply sharing something we found in our travels that may be of use to our listeners. And is really, really cool. This week's cool tool will help you check yourself before you wreck yourself. It's Robin Lord's Tag Mapper, and it comes to us by way of Glenn Schmelzi. Thanks for the tip. You can use this tool to find mistakes in your Google Tag Manager setup. So if you're planning on changing something and you want to check on what it might break, or if you find something that isn't working and want to see what's relying on it that might have broken, you can use this tool to do that all visually. You'll see your starting point with arrows pointing to all the things that are all the other parts of your GTM setup that are dependent on it. And then you can switch. I don't love this word, but you can switch nodes on and off to see where the problems are and use this to identify holes in your setup or again, chains that might break. So we're talking about things like variable references to other variables, trigger references to variables, triggers that are affecting tags and all sorts of other combinations. It's super handy and it's super cool. Cool tool. Again, that is the tag mapper. We'll have the link to it in our newsletter as well as on Discord, community.marketingclock.com. So you can pick your poison and check it out. Now it's time for our must-read marketing article of the week. An article so advanced, so in-depth, so detailed that we simply cannot cover it in its entirety on today's show. This week's must-read marketing article of the week comes from the one and only Aleda Solis. Who else? I think we talked about learning SEO.io before, but I didn't know that she made a section about free online SEO courses. Hmm. You can see fundamentals, technical SEO courses, content optimization courses, link building courses, SEO courses, learning tips, and FAQs. Up on screen right now is just a look at the many items that she's got in the fundamentals courses from HubSpot, Ahrefs, Yoast, SEMrush, Moz, all the, the big names out there. And I just hadn't seen the free portion of it and I want to share it. It's not really a read. It's more like a learn and listen. But she put it in the text and you should read it. Thank you, Aleda. And now on to our playlist of curated songs to work to. And you can head over to playlist.marketingoclock.com. What is going on to the marketing playlist this week? The marketing playlist edition for me this week is the one, the only Mike Posner, not that simple. And my song this week is Summer's Over, even though it's just beginning, by Jordana <laughs> and TV Girl. Y'all may not know this about me, but I am a sap. And I've been listening to a lot of love songs and in honor of Shep finally making her way to Disneyland. My song this week is Lover by Taylor Swift. Wow. All right, that does it for today's show. It is now officially not Marketing O'Clock. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Marketing O'Clock. 
If you're looking for more information on today's topic, head over to marketingoclock.com slash newsletter to receive every single article we covered. We share the news as it breaks in our Discord community. Head over to community.marketingoclock.com to join. Welcome to this week's Shooting the Hack, where after our famous Friday news shows, we don't talk about marketing anymore. We just shoot the heck. This week's favorite game. This week is everybody's <laughs> favorite game. It's everybody's favorite game. I've been talking way too much lately. <laughs> Dying without chef. It is two kinds of people where we give a few scenarios and there's it's a binary. There's a one or another. You choose one side and you are that person. And to start, I am going to go with movie trailers. There are two types of people. People that when a movie trailer comes on, turns away, doesn't watch it, just wants to see the movie, doesn't want to see the entire movie in trailer form, or people that actively seek out and require movie trailer watching before they watch a movie. What kind of person are you? Nicole? Um, I don't really care about trailers, so I'll look away. But like... If I'm in the movie theater and these are like the trailers before the movie I'm seeing, then that's a way to get me engaged. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. I've been burned by Netflix originals. (laughs) You can watch the trailer (laughs) and think it's going to be a good film. (laughs) And it's not. So I don't really care either. I used to be like movie theater lady, Mm -hmm. love them, but they just, they spoil things now and they put the funniest parts in and trailers have changed. So have I. No trailers. Okay. Sammy, do you want to be in on these two or not? No. Okay, cool. I am anti-trailer. At some point, we lost our minds with these GD trailers. Mm-hmm. You can watch it and you see what happens. The guy's wife dies. He then starts turning into a superhero, taking like It's like you see the entirety of the movie. with the, It's like, I'm going to watch the thing. Yeah. I'd also argue that it's it's opposite sides of the spectrum we've either either seen too much of the movie or they'll be artsy and it will just be like a little like five second clip in a flash and then the title and i'm not supposed to like know what it is right yeah. it's not enough yeah too much or not enough right mm-hmm. there's no there's no just sane person you know mm-hmm. trailer okay jess do you have one yeah i do let's talk about pants or shorts either way there's the person that zips up and then buttons, and there's the person that buttons and then zips. Is there though? Yes. Most people listening are like, "Is there?" No, of is course there is. Okay, of Nicole. course there is. I want to say zip and then button, but I'm not sure. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'll have to check. There's only one answer. <laughs> Everybody right now is like furiously nodding their head right now. <laughs> you can't button and zip. You zip and button. No. No. Jessica, what do you mean you can't? What, like physically can't or just can't? So you pull the pants together, yeah, yeah. button and then zip, and then the zipper comes up so much easier when the buttons in place. I have done. Maybe I am that person. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think the high waisted jeans for ladies, it's easier that way now because it's a long zip. So if you just cinch it around your waist (laughs) and button it, and then I would be so (laughs) petrified that I'd forget the zip because I'd have it around me secured you know and then i forget the zip. it's just a new way of thinking you should try it uh, all right i'll try it next time hey your flies undone all right nicole do you have one yeah so two types of people 
you either will go through a drive-thru or you refuse to go into the drive-thru and will park your car, walk inside, and order your food. So I feel like it's situational. If there's a long drive-thru line and I can see that there's nobody at the counter, I'm going in. Mm. I'm going in. But if there's no line anywhere, I'm driving through. So I'm a third kind of person. (laughs) I'm sort of with you. I was recently at a Starbucks trying to get nice coffee and the line was too long and I went in and I beat everybody like that was yeah, in line. It's an efficiency thing. But I would 100% do drive through if there's nothing there. But if it's too long, you got to go in. Yeah. What about um drive throughs used to scare me because my first car that I had, the window didn't roll down, Ooh. so it oh. forced me to have to go in. And then also on the other side of things, when you're an employee working at the drive-through, there was one time when the person was out and so I had to work the Panera drive-through and I accidentally dropped the guy's credit card like as I was handing it to him. Uh. And it was embarrassing because he was a little heavier and like he parked really close to the thing. So then I, I forced him to like have to maneuver his car further away from the window oh, no. and get the credit mm. card that I dropped. So... I think I lean more towards going in. Mm-hmm. Wow, you yeah, have never thought about the other side of it. Is it weird? So you, you only work the drive through the one time? Yeah, one shift. Best, your go-to Panera order? Um, I don't know. Usually I just get coffee. <laughs> I'm cheap and everything at Panera is so expensive. Um, yeah, I don't know. Soup's good though, man. All right. <clears throat> Next up, blackjack players. You go to a blackjack table. There's two types of people. People that play by the book. There's no creativity. You no, you hit on this. You don't hit on that. Or people that just let it go and just play by their own rules and start fights at tables. Mm. I don't know if I have the right audience here, but what type of person are you if you had to go to a blackjack table? So I used to play blackjack just on the computer. Like of course computer, you Like a fake casino thing. Not even online, just like on my yep. parents' Very desktop. on brand. And I, Gamer girl. <laughs> I was very adventurous. Like I would have 20 and be like, hit me. Because <laughs> there are no stakes. Because it wasn't real. I don't know what I'd be like in real life, but that's my blackjack experience. Um, you have the wrong audience. Okay. I don't think I've ever played blackjack in my life. But I'm going to predict that I would play by the rules. See, they can, people guilt you into playing by the rules, but sometimes you're just like feeling and you're like, you know what? Yeah, it's a 14. I don't care. I want another card. And then people will like fight you. So that I don't even play blackjack anymore because it's too strong. Like Unless people by out yourself. loud will fight you? Like you're ruining if, the game for them? Because you're taking somebody else's card. Somebody like, that was my card. It's like a huge etiquette thing where it's not even like a game. Like you literally play by the exact rules or you get yelled at. I didn't know there were rules. It's a game. Okay. All right. Jess, do you have another one? Mm-hmm. Two kinds of people. People who return things and people who don't. Like purchases? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Any thoughts? I, I, I usually don't return things <gasps> in general. Like I just am bad at it. That's so, just who I am. Mm-hmm. What I don't, happens I don't to use, the things? They just get, I donate them or something. Or pajamas. I just, oh. I don't usually do it. I did, I had a Father's Day present I got the wrong size for and I did return it recently, but usually I don't. I just donate or to give it to somebody. It, especially if it's online, it's so hard. But then yeah. now also with Amazon, if mm-hmm. it's an Amazon thing, they'll pick it up, especially if it's damaged. If it's damaged or something like that, I'll do it. If That's just, different. If I didn't like it or something, I was like, you know what? That's your fault. 
Yeah. I'm returning all the way. I'm the cheapest person I know. <laughs> I still use coupons. I still do bottle returns. Mm, I will girl. be returning my purchase. That's mm-hmm. fair. That's what about you? I'm, I don't want to return anything. <laughs> but like, I feel like a lot of people, they get something and it might fit, but they don't like the way it looks mm. and they return it. And I just, I'm very safe with my clothes. It's just black t-shirt. That's fine. Except today I wore white. But I don't have that kind of risk. But I think even if I didn't like it, I would just be like, well, there goes 40 bucks. And I would just, yeah, donate yeah. it or keep it and wear it to bed. <laughs> I, can't, I can't even, I, can I use can't. gift cards. I don't know what it is. I, I Forget about them. <laughs> just never use it. I just, yeah, it's That's too why hard. They're great. That's why they're Stop great. Stop it. <laughs> You small business owner. All right, Nicole, do you have any any other ones? Um, yeah. So one more. I think I had was on a theme about like cars and parking and driving and stuff. Um, two types of people: ones who will fill up, you know, safe quarter of a tank left, and ones who will let it run on fumes. I know exactly where Jess stands on this, <laughs> and Jess knows exactly where I stand on this. Yeah. I am so afraid of my gaslight turning on. When it does, mm-hmm. I have anxiety. Mm-hmm. So if I know that I can't get home or to work and home without my gaslight coming on, I'm filling the tank. And I'm filling it so hard that after it says it's full, I keep going till there's <laughs> even numbers. And I just, I got to have, I, I got to have gas. <laughs> I have to. <laughs> it's so important. And me, I think I might actually keel over and die if once a year, if I don't make it to E. Oh. And I make it to E on the throughway. I make it to E on the throughway in, in New York where it's people are going 80. Mm. I'll get there. And I'll, I, I last year I made it two to three times to E on the throughway. Um, and I like getting the most out of my time. So I get it drained as low as possible and then I fill it up. I feel like you wow. live for that thrill. And then whenever I do, I take a picture of my E Ugh. and I send it to Jess and Jess panics. Mm-hmm. So have you ever really run out of gas on the side of the road? No. That's, That's impressive. Yeah. That's That's really amazing. Good. Yeah. Like a time, like mm-hmm. I get so excited and like I had a decision like two weeks ago to go to E and I didn't think I was going to make it. So I pulled back. I haven't tried to go to E in 2022 yet. <laughs> I also don't really know my car yet. I got mm. a, a car mm-hmm. last year, a new one. Uh, so, but I'm going to do it this year. Year of yeah. Greg. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I think I might just be traumatized because one time on my way to dance class, we ran out of gas in my mom's car and it was not Halloween, but it was almost Halloween. So we were all wearing our costumes and I was dressed up as a devil and I was like red to head to toe, red leotards. Wait, 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 wait. Went to this woman's front door with my mom to see if she had any gas. Wait, are you telling me that young Jessica Lee Bud dressed up as the devil? Yeah. And a bunny. I did both. <laughs> Not in the same year. Yeah. What about you, Nicole? Um, I'm with Jess. I'm completely terrified of running out of gas. Like, will not be under 100 like, miles left. <clears throat> wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's like half a tank. Well, like a quarter maybe. Yeah, it depends yeah. on your car. It's a little over a quarter. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thanks, and we will see you next week.